Hello, all you Covey Clubbers and Reinventors. This is Leslie Jane Seymour, and I am the founder of this podcast and of CoveyClub.com. And I am so excited to bring somebody to you today, Stacy Birch. And she is such a transformational person by accident. And she's very funny, and yet she's learned something you all need to learn. Social media and technology, even if we did not grow up with it in our hands, and I did not, and it's scary, and it's hard, but we all need to do it, especially if you're going to do any kind of reinvention at all, you must be good at it. And what I love is she didn't even know how to use her computer. She said that she was 50 and she was working in bars and that was her profession and she was raising her son who had uh, autism and she said I had to start again at age 50 she said she got tired of bringing this is her quote Bob his beer and ranch dressing because she said that even as you get older the ageism is terrible in bartending And you can no longer get the good gigs and you're pushed off into the diner. And she said, I can't do this any longer. And then she decided how she was going to get herself out. And I'm not going to tell you all the story because she is, but I'm going to say the words Bali and contest. And I want you to listen to her whole story and understand that you can do this too. And it's a wonderful story about reinvention and learning to do things that she thought she could never do. And what I'm really excited about is she's gonna actually come teach a class at Covey as well very shortly and will teach us, because I need to learn, like what are her favorite apps? What are her favorite things that we can all learn to do? So without further ado, here is Stacy Birch. Stacy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited. Oh, good. So let's talk a little bit about you. Um, first of all, what the heck are you doing in Mexico? Do you live there? I do. I live in Tulum, Mexico. Oh, wow. I've heard of Tulum. I have not been there. I've been dying to get there. What do you love about Tulum? It is stunningly beautiful. Where did you grow up? Is it does it like I'm anything you grew up with? Nothing like. I'm originally a Canadian guy. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've always loved to travel. So. Oh wow. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your history because you've had a couple of reinventions, right? I am. Well, I had a hopeful reinvention, and then the world closed, and then I got it together and actually did one. Okay, so, so let's let's just give me the the very compact. You grew up in where in Canada? I'm a Canadian girl. I grew up in a little small town. I've traveled a ton. I'm a single mom of a son on the autism spectrum. Ah, oh, okay. So when I was growing up in my twenties and stuff, whatnot, I worked in nightclubs and bars because it allowed me to be present for my son during the day for his programs and if the school had an issue. So I was a career bartender my entire life. Wow, fabulous. 
Uh, not so much. <laughs> no, you didn't like it? Okay. Good. I had a great time, but as I started to age, the good jobs just weren't. Uh, I was no longer getting the cute gigs. It was. Uh, <laughs> is it super ageism in that job? Beyond. It's, oh my goodness. Um, I would not have, I would, you know, I guess you're right. I would never have thought of that. You think of ageism as being in corporate life. I never thought of that. Grown men work in like hotels and fine dining and women, we age out and just wind up in a diner giving Bob some coffee and pancakes. Holy moly. I had no idea. So yeah. that did, I mean, how did, how long were you actually bartending and then it stopped working for you about what age? I remember my 40s thinking, eek, like, <laughs> yowza, I'm getting up there. I did it for actually 30 years. Wow. And so when, was that the thing that drove you to reinvent? Was it ageism? And just you're like, what am I doing? How does this light my soul on fire to bring Bob his ranch dressing and a beer? It just <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get it. And yeah. so what did you decide to do? My son was grown. He still lives with me because of his, the autism. He was my little roommate. Okay. And I was like, okay, girl, you're in your, you're about to turn 50 and you're behind the bar and there's got to be more to this. So I remember I started on Instagram when I started a little thing and I called myself hot flashes and boarding passes. So I'd like to get away occasionally. And then I saw this thing online where you could win a boot camp to Bali where you would learn social media and photography and all these skills. But you had to apply for the scholarship because I could not afford it, this trip to Bali. So I wrote a little story about Bob not lighting my soul on fire when I gave him my ran his ranch. And <laughs> I saw the other people that were applying were writing like a woe is me story. Some people huh. had very sad stories. And I was like, eek, I'm never going to out sad people with my story. So I need right. to keep it hopeful. So I wrote a little hopeful story about me, and I won the trip to Bali for a social media boot camp. Huh. Okay. That was a bit of a game changer. And so they really did. Who was it who took you to Bali? Do they still do this? Is this something people should try for? It's a thing. It's called the Institute of Code in Bali, and they teach digital nomads coding, marketing, photography, social media, all at their snazzy villa. And they flew you there, or you had to get there I did, yourself? I, did, I had to come up with a plane fare, and then it was a six-week online program, and then two weeks in person. So was that mind-blowing? I can't. I have not been to Bali. I would like to go there, but I can't even imagine going there to learn something. Well, because I'd been behind the bar for 30 years, I'd only used a computer for Facebook and to send a resume. So I don't even know how to copy and paste. And then I'm in a classroom full of all these little eager digital nomads, and I was lost. Were you, was there anybody else your age there? No. Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> it was just me. You and the 20-year-olds? Yes. <laughs> Fabulous. That's great. And did they teach you a lot? I mean, tell us a little bit about I what that was like. So, so much. Quickly on, they realized the, just the basic things, like navigating my laptop, I didn't have the same level of skill that everyone else did. Right. 
so they let their brother, he sat next to me. One of the teacher's brothers was like, I was a special needs student. And he sat next to me and gave me the extra guidance I needed. Fabulous. Okay. And when you came out of there? I came out of it February 2020. Oh, my. While we were in class, we kept hearing about toilet paper shortages in Australia. And then I actually got out of the class and realized the world was closing. And I was like, eek, there goes that plan. And so what did you do? I'd sat and done a 12-month plan in Bali. And no one had ever mapped my life out in a 12-month plan, like actionable steps where I saw like, oh, like a light at the end of the tunnel for this little life I was living and then when the world closed, I was like, oh, my God, I can't do any of this plan. Woe is me. I just reached such a high going to Bali and learning and seeing all these people li- living such a different lifestyle than I was used to. Mm-hmm. And then I crashed really hard. And then bars and restaurants in Canada were closed for 400 and something. Oh, right. I forgot. Oh, my goodness. And not only was I crashing because of, you know, the Bali high, and then I was jobless as was my son because he worked in restaurants for himself through school oh my goodness so what happened and where was your son while you were in Bali? was he with you nope he stayed he stayed at home he's like on the spectrum like he's got ah. it he's okay. able, so he just struggles with certain things like social okay things. yeah but he can but he can take care of himself and be there without you for a while yes oh cool so what is differently? <laughs> okay, that's all right. We all do things differently. Um, so then, what did you do? Did you come back and and what happened? I then my I had an eighteen my eighteen year old Yorkie passed away and I was like, oh man, I think I'm in a funk that I don't know how to get out of. Right. Like sleeping at two in the afternoon, taking naps just wasn't cute and it wasn't me. Right. So I'd helped a rescue in Tulum fly dogs out. I'd been a flight angel for them in the past. What's that mean? So the rescues here in Mexico, if you're flying, some dogs can hitch a ride with you. If you already have a plane ticket, then you can help them transport transport dogs to their new lives in Canada and the U.S. You mean you don't have to have special you know, pre-boarding stuff that someone can just... The rescue does it all for you. Oh, oh, okay. Like the this plane happens to have no pets, so you could take the dog with you. Yes. Oh, okay. So you were doing that, and... I've done it in the past. So the rescue actually reached out to me in the heart of lockdown because they were rescuing so many animals and there'd been no flights in and out. That's right. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. So many dogs here. I know the government says don't fly, but if you wore two masks and we put you up in a villa because everything in this town is empty right now, would you come and help us fly some dogs out? I said, you know what? Why not? (laughs) So I did. Okay. And then I saw, and I was like, okay, even though the world's closed, here I can walk on the beach, get outdoors, and I think I want to come here. So I went back to Canada and told my son that I was leaving him. So he's in Canada and you're in Tulum? Yep. <laughs> wow. Okay. He's 29. He's 29. So oh, he's okay. A grown- yeah. 
still lives in my apartment, but. <laughs> okay, that's cool. I like that. And so what are you doing in Tulum now? So I came to Tulum and I was like, you know what? I've learned so much in this class. Let me get started. I wound up working with a local photographer, managing her social media. Word spread. I wound up managing a mermaid and the clients just started to come from there. What do you mean managing a mermaid? Their social media management. I started creating content for people and managing their Instagram and doing their marketing from what I'd learned in Bali. Ah, okay. I I didn't know what you meant by mermaid. <laughs> Manager. <laughs> right, right. I was like, okay, so somebody came out of the water at you and you, she said, I need your social media help. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how it happened. <laughs> okay, cool. So is that what you do now? You, you, yeah. so in your fifties, you switched over and learned how to do tech and learned it for yourself and for other people. Yes. Awesome. So talk a little bit about that because I'm sure that there are plenty of people who are listening to this podcast for whom that could be a possibility. And how do you, you know, what made you think that you could do it at this stage in your life? And what were the honest, you know, what were the honest hurdles for you? I My mindset, I really believe that tech was far too challenging. I remember in, in Bali being not understanding, copying, pasting, and just the basics. But if you give me a cell phone and ask me to navigate these little apps, I'm a rock star. So I can manage tech. We just need to get out of our own way. So what when you were – Taking that class and when you're doing this now, what are the what are the obstacles that people who are listening could recognize that you've run into and how do you get over them? Because I think tech, I definitely find among because because this my, you know, CoveyClub.com is for women 40 plus. So it's women 40, 50, 60 and beyond. Right. Mm-hmm. And one thing I definitely notice is. We're not as tech savvy as we would like to be. There is a bubble. There's about half of us who are super savvy and there are half of us who really struggle. I was in the struggle. Yes. So talk a little bit about that and what you did to get yourself over those struggles. I think many of us um, fear that if we, and I know I have this fear, I still have it. I push myself over it. But if I, push the wrong button, the whole thing's going to come down on me is what I'm afraid of. And it's irrational, but it can happen in tech. You can push the wrong button and totally destroy your site or you can, but there are ways out of it. It's, it's never, um, it's never permanent, but we think it's permanent. I think it has something to do with having not grown up with tech. We didn't grow up with it and it's super uncomfortable and people don't expect it. Like, I live in a town full of little Instagrammers, and people will say, oh, ma'am, can you take a boomerang of us? And then they'll say, oops, do you even know what that is? Hilarious. Like, I've got the drill. Like, I know what I'm doing, but it took me a while. It takes a little tenacity. And I think when people tell you you can't, I'm the kind of girl that's going to be like, okay, watch me. (laughs) Give me a story about that. I remember. Your personality that gets you over those things. (laughs) In Bali, they were, you know, teaching all the young kids. And when I, we sat and we mapped out my life plan, 
they actually recommended that I am so much better with humans than with tech that moving to Tulum, maybe I didn't do social media management or anything involving a laptop or a cell phone. They recommended I host pub crawls, um, sunset beverages, like in-person events, because they actually said I was really brutal when it comes to doing any of the tech stuff. So how did you get over that? Coming to Mexico and having to do it. I didn't have the, I didn't have a fallback. I was like, okay, girl, you have to do this. And you just start learning app by app, piece by piece. I find myself so much more comfortable on a cell phone than on a laptop for some reason. You put a computer in front of me and I still am a little bit of a nervous Nelly, even though I did my website and everything. It still freaks me out. But the cell phone feels really accessible and comfortable for me. And so what's your favorite app now that you rely on for social media? What do you use that's unusual that people may not know about? CapCut for video editing. I actually have people pay me to make their videos now, which I never saw me doing that before. And what's it called? CapCut. It's a great video editor. C-A-P-C-U-T? Yep. Oh, okay. And you can do it. Can can most people do it if they're not super knowledgeable? Is that something that... InShot is a little more user-friendly, I find, but they're both super easy. If I can do it, anyone can. Give us a few others like that that you like to use. That would because there are so many women who are listening, who are starting their own businesses. They have to get comfortable. They have to do small things like like edit a video, or put something up, or make something do something. And they're Canva. looking for stuff. Go ahead. Canva's fabulous for graphics and making cute little aesthetic things. I love Canva. I love CapCut. I'm actually going to be building a guide and I'm going to give your listeners my little 10 steps to Fabulous. Oh, that would be wonderful. Yes. It's kind of like um, tech tech for women 40 plus, right? <laughs> well, How do you get you, started? Even if you take classes, I've, I've taken so many classes since Bali, but I'll take the classes with the young girls and they'll go to share their screen with me and they've got their font at a size that I can't see. (laughs) Okay. That's hilarious. I understand the struggles. I really do. And I also find, do you find this, that men use very tiny fonts? Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I don't know why either. I don't know if their eyes are better. Or what? But they always use these teeny weeny weeny fonts, and I'm always having to blow the font up so I can see what's going on there I more than women. As a bat, so the bigger the better. What do you use for um, making photos look great without making them look strange or fake? In the beginning, I remember finding out that you could make photos fake, and I remember taking pictures of myself. And I would find a girlfriend that was tech savvy and she'd send it back and I would be a size two with the creepiest <laughs> white teeth ever. And I'd be so smoothed out. I no longer had a nose or any facial features. Right. And I was like, that's really creepy. I need to stop that. Right. So over time showing up, I just got really comfortable. I've worked with three different photographers now and I just learned lighting and angling your body. You don't need to do all the other stuff to it once you 
figured out how to angle your body and what works for you. And you say you are still learning and you're constantly learning about new apps. And what do you do? Do you go on and just Google things and say, um, yeah, I mean, how do you keep your learning up? How do you keep going forward with everything new? Getting in rooms where people are doing what you want to do. Get in the room. If you have someone that's where you want to be, follow that person. Learn what they're doing. I sign up for little master classes, freebies all the time. I have not stopped trying to learn because this stuff changes constantly. Just when you think you got it figured out, you're like, oh, no, no, I don't. There's new yes. stuff. It's always changing, exactly. It is always changing. So follow the social media experts if social media is something you want to get into. And will they, but they don't reveal a lot of their sources and how they learn stuff, do they? There is okay. a wealth of information on the internet. Some of it's fluff, but there's there's a ton out there to learn from. Do you have any favorite places that you go to learn new stuff in social media? That is not, they- you know... I find that also, I do find that there is a divide um, with how we learn versus how, you know, like my my kids learn. My kids are happy with the, you know, three-second DIY video that I can't even see the little cursor where it's gone. I can't it. I can't see it. I can't see it. (laughs) Right. So where do you go um, to find courses that can, you know, can suit your needs? Or is it just hit and miss? Do you have any favorite place? It's been a hit and miss actually for me. Like truly like some I sign up for positive. I'm going to learn. And they're actually just giving you a little teaser. And then they, yeah, you're like, well, I learned nothing. And now you want me to spend $10,000. Oh God. I'm actually building a, I'm taking a course on how to build a course. Cause I really saw the gap in me playing in the sandbox with the young kids and what I needed at someone my own age. Yes. Oh, that would be fantastic. When you do that, let us know because uh, that's perfect for the Covey Club. It's launching uh, in May. Oh, it's going to launch in May. I'm working on it right now. Oh, fantastic. And what are you going to teach? Talk a little bit about it. Posing is number one because just getting comfy in front of that camera. As much as we don't like it, that was a number one. I have a lot of women. I have a, a client who's starting a podcast but she's super uncomfortable in front of the camera. And I'm like, if you're going to be promoting your business or I have women that do um, pregnancy fitness, I have coaches. And if you're going to promote or market your business, you just really need nowadays to market it. The differentiator is you and you have to show up in front of the camera. So I'm going to teach some posing, some iPhone tricks, some video tricks, personal branding and just all the little things that I found really hard to navigate when I started my journey. And what do you find that you find that they're mostly camera shy? That's what you're finding is the confidence to show up. They find, they find it really uncomfortable or we were taught. I don't look good in pictures. Yeah. If you look at your mom or your aunt, immediate they'll say no no I'm not photogenic or no no I'm not yes you're right you're right I didn't think about that Stacey we got our film back and our heads were cut off no wonder we weren't photogenic like (laughs) we weren't practicing our selfie angles like a six-year-old nowadays so we didn't we have it in our heads that we don't can't look a certain way 
That's a really good point. You're right. Totally. So how do you break through that? Practice. I think the confidence is like a muscle you can build, like baby steps. I have clients that will only take pictures, like, from the bottom of their chin up. And I'm like, girl, you gotta, you gotta show more than like just a little floating head. But they're really <laughs> comfortable with their, with their bodies. So I'm like, okay, we're gonna do a few little floating head videos and we're gonna get you comfy with that. And then hopefully maybe now we can do like a little chest up shot. Like let's try to get a little more of you in there. But I'm finding so, it's a little in progress. <laughs> so interesting. But you're right. We did not grow up with that. And we do, I, Everybody was, I look terrible in pictures. You're totally right. Mm-hmm. I have no pictures of myself and when I was younger as a mom because someone would go to take a picture and you're like, not right now. My hair is not done. Right. Makeup on. The no thing was very common. And how do you see people, women who are older, dealing with, you know, aging on the camera? Are they uncomfortable with that? Are they getting comfortable? And how do you help them get comfortable? By me being comfortable, I find I didn't mean to start showing up somewhere all over the Internet, but (laughs) I do live in Tulum. And when you're out with your friends, people will take photos and videos. And I find just showing up as myself with all my my bingo wings and my little midlife punch and just showing up as you and women being able to see other women living in their bodies well. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Now, what do you do in Tulum about swimsuits and all that stuff? Are you are you comfortable in a swimsuit? Do people take pictures in, you know, under states of undress there? People are in the supermarket in a thong here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. You get too comfortable in states of undress here because you're not living in the real world. Okay. That's pretty hilarious. Yeah, that's that it's kind of um analogous to New Orleans, though New Orleans it's like you want to look away. It's scary. Same with my it's like South Beach, it's very that vibe where you're like, Yeah, was that? Whoa, okay. Right. Too much hanging out there. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. cover something, please. Just something. Yeah. Yes. So what else can you tell us for Women who want to do what you do, if and because there are courses, my son actually took a boot camp. Um, he was always meant to be a tech guy. He was a big gamer growing up, didn't listen to his mom, took one comp sci course in college, and he was started out in advertising, and it wasn't something he loved. And I had been talking to this woman at the Flatiron School about how they help women come back in mid-career and they teach them to code and teach them um, how to build websites and how to build apps. Mm-hmm. And it's tough. I mean, it's tough. It's like 140 hours before you even get the interview. You have to do all this stuff and show that you can do it. So what would you say are the barriers and what would you say are the possibilities for women 40 plus who want to switch over into doing what you do? Because so many women are trying to figure out what's next for them. That's really what this podcast is all about. What would they, what do they need to do to do what you did? I find social media, social media is free marketing. Like back in the day, there needed to be a yellow pages, a brick and mortar office. You had to take out a billboard on a highway. You have this free marketing tool and so many people are scared to show up until they think it needs to be perfect. And I think just start by taking messy action. 
this paralysis and I don't have the right name yet. I don't have a logo. I don't have, you think you need to have all these things in place, but just take the messy action and start up, start off as you. And what about learning to do tech? I mean, is there, I mean, is, do you think anybody can do it or do you think you have to have I, a certain kind of mindset? I'm blind as a bat. I can't see anything. <laughs> I had never used a computer for work. I poured drinks. Here's your martini, sir. I had never used any of this. So it was really uncomfortable for me. And I think when we get grown, we're so used to being the good at what we do. By the time we're 50, if we're doing something, we're really good at it. Usually I was a very good bartender. I was amazing. And then to be new at something is really scary because you're not, you have to be okay to suck. You have to be really okay to just suck. Yeah. I hear that a lot. That's, and I would say that's true overall. Yeah. Yeah. Embrace the suck. Very good. Yep. (laughs) That's, all right, I think we have the title of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace the suck. Yeah, no, if you don't, um, if you can't do that, if you can't let yourself go back to failing as a beginner, which is very hard when you've become an expert and people come to you mm-hmm. for your expertise, um, it's scary. I, I had people ask me that same question, which was, why would you why would you do this? You have such a good reputation, blah, 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 blah. Why would you start all over? You know, and for me, I just had to. Like, I wasn't going to stop doing what I did for women when I ran magazines. I was just going to do it in a different way. And if it failed, it failed. What could I do, right? Taking the messy action and just doing it anyways. Yeah. So you don't really. Go ahead. The lady, Lorraine Cladish. She's an yoga influencer, and she's turning 60 this year. So I really started to follow women that were inspiring me with what they were doing. And I remember her, I would talk on Instagram, and she would privately message me. I'd never met her, giving me pointers, like telling oh, me, like, Oh, that's like, what's great. Yeah, she'd say, please hold on to a coffee cup or please sit on your hand. God, you fidget a lot. Like, she would be like... But she would try to help me out when she could visibly see me, start, like, sucking. She was like, whoa, you're bad at this, but I see your potential. Let me help you out a little. See, so isn't are... that wonderful? Mm-hmm. Do you pay it that wasn't forward? wasn't a 20-year-old Right. I love her. And it right. wasn't a 20-year-old. It was a 60-year-old woman giving me Instagram tips, and I was so much more, like, reciprocated of that. Right. Right. No, and we do that for each other. Um, um, my, when I first started this podcast, I used to type the notes as we were talking because I didn't have a transcribing AI, right? Which I have now. We can just run it through AI and we can get the transcript. So I was typing and you could, so no, you wouldn't hear the typing. I had to put it on mute. And then when the person stopped speaking, I had to go back and unmute. And people were like, you take so long to respond. <laughs> I was like, okay, I got to figure this out. It's not really, it's I'm trying to make this all work. And these things are very difficult, but we can figure them out. And that was, that was free advice from people who were listening, which is wonderful that somebody reached out to you like that. Do you pay that forward? Yes. It's all about, I think, building the community on here. I will always reach out and help other women that are trying to, because this app was a game changer for me. If I see someone else new or trying to, you know, figure something out, I'm more than welcome to help them out. 
Awesome. Well, Stacy, thank you so much. Where can everybody find you if they want to follow you, find you, or send you tips? <laughs> <laughs> yes, to help me get it together. <laughs> On Instagram, it's hot flashes and boarding passes. And then my website is hotflashesandboardingpasses.com. Great. Wonderful. Stacy. thanks so much for spending your time with us. I love your story. Thank you for having me. So thank you all for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please give us some stars and a rating on Apple Podcasts so that other people can find us. Pass us along to other reinventors that you know who might need the help. We know that reinvention is hard and sometimes it can be small. It can be just, you know, tweaking your health habits or sometimes it's big. Um, You have to pick up after a horrible year of losing everything. It could be that big or that small. It could be anywhere in between. And what we've learned is that doing it alone is hard. Do it with friends. Come join the Covey Club, a wonderful group of women who are there for you. They've done it. They're in the process of doing it. Everybody is sharing. Everybody's bumping into walls together. Everybody's laughing at themselves. And guess what? It works. And if you mosey on over to CoveyClub.com, check out all the free content we have. We have the best articles, the best stories, the best essays. You can pop in any word into that little search spyglass on the front page, on the home page. Put in the word reinvention and you're just going to be blown away by all the stuff that we have for you there. It's all free. Those are the best writers in the world writing everything they know about reinvention. And then if you really get serious about it and would like a little support, come and join the club. And we have classes twice a week. We have pods where you work together with Small groups of women, five to seven women working on a project together, and it could be setting up a podcast. It could be anything from elder care. Maybe you need help with elder care, getting getting your life together. It could be career invention. Who knows? We have all these small groups that work together. We have 30-day reinvention challenges and 30-day different challenges where we all work together um, in one direction. And... The point is you can get there, but it really helps to have a little help to get there. So come join us over at CoveyClub.com and please subscribe to the podcast and share with friends you need who need our help as well. Thanks a lot and see you next time.